Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Sunday morning. So excited to be here with you guys. It has been a while since I have gone live on Instagram or recorded a podcast episode. So we are doing both right now. Hi, Instagram. Hi, podcast. Okay, we're just going to jump right in. Oh, there's a lot of people on. What What are you guys doing up this early on a Sunday morning? Hopefully you're going to church. Um, Sunday night for you. Okay. All right. We are all over the world. All right. Well, go ahead and in the comments, if you want to put your name, where you're from, whatever you want to share, but we are just going to dive right in. So for those of you that don't know me, first of all, I'm completely naked under this robe. So hopefully nothing falls out because that would be awkward. So we're just going to pray for that on this Sunday morning, but I'm super excited because I, okay, let me, let me rewind. My name is Stephanie Shar. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a writer, podcast host, single mom, direct sales expert. And yeah, I, I love my life. I love my life because it's a life that I designed the way that I wanted to. And so that's what I'm here to do is to empower women, men, everybody, but mostly women too empower themselves, really empower you to empower you, design a life that you love, that you're excited about, and really take control and strengthen you, strengthen you inside and out, help you strengthen yourself so that you have the strength to have an amazing life. Because I really believe that it's a choice. It is such a choice. And that's what we're talking about today, actually, is choosing to have a life that you love, that you enjoy, that's full, that's satisfying, that that you're excited about. I mean, every day I wake up and I'm so excited to start my day. I'm so excited to start working towards my goals. I'm so excited to hang out with my son. I'm so excited to work my business. I'm so excited to hop on Instagram and hang out with you guys. I'm so excited to see my boyfriend. I'm so excited to chat with my friends. Like, I'm just so excited. But it did not start this way. It did not start this way. And a lot of people, when they look at my Instagram, they look at my business now, they look at who I am now, they don't know where I've been, they don't know what I've been through, and they don't know that the, they don't know the choices that I've made to get to where I am today. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the choices, the control and the power that you have, not saying that you can control everything, not saying that you can override God, not saying that you can control other people, none of that, of course. I think when people hear the word control, they get, you know, for lack of a better term, they get triggered. I think that term's way overused, by the way, but they get a little peeved because they hear control and they think, but I can't control everything. I, it, Because the thing is, people want to stay a victim because in the moment, it feels easier. In the moment, it's instant gratification. In the moment, it's easier to say, I'm a victim of my circumstances, so I'm going to stay here and not do anything because this life happened to me. I did not create it. It's not my fault. It's God's fault. It's my family's fault. It's my parents' fault. It's my ex-boyfriend's fault, whatever. It's easier in the moment to say, okay, I am a victim of my circumstance, that means I don't have to do anything about it. Because if I didn't create it, then I don't have the power to change it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited we're recording this as a podcast too. <laughs> I really hope that you're getting what I'm saying right now, you guys. 
when someone, this is something that I've talked about before, but I've never talked about it in this way. This is straight from God right now. Okay. This is Sunday morning. Jesus is speaking to you. Not saying that I'm Jesus, obviously, but I believe that he uses all of us. So what I'm saying is that, hi, hey, 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 make sure you guys say hi in the comments. I don't like to feel like I'm talking to a brick wall. Okay. Although I'm an extrovert, so I'll talk to anyone or anything. But here's the deal. When you use the excuse that you are a victim, you are letting yourself off the hook and giving yourself permission to not do anything about it. And in the moment, that feels easier. In the moment, that's instant gratification. In the moment, that feels like, okay, I don't have to do anything. Great. But in the long run, when you make those hard choices, when you make the choices that are better for you, which are usually the harder ones, or they at least feel harder in the moment, that will make your life easier in the long run. And here's the thing, too, is when you are starting healthy habits, they get easier and easier. Like, I don't even think about stuff anymore. I don't even think I don't even think about half of the of of my list of things to do I just do them they're just part of my life now like I remember I I went through a period in my 20s where I was not walking with the Lord where I was not practicing Christianity I I never prayed I never I I pretty much lived for myself and I think that we've all been there but hopefully unless you're a saint of some kind but we've all been there where we've gone through, if you're a Christian, you've probably gone through a period of time, whether that was a year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, a month. Some, at some point, there was a time where maybe you were questioning things. Maybe you were kind of straying away. You were that prodigal son. Like you were someone who maybe just was not consistent in your practice. But what I'm trying to say is that I had that time And then when I decided to rededicate my life to the Lord, so probably when I moved to LA and had, and had my crazy time that, you know, I try not to feel shame and guilt about because again, we're all human and we, and we all do things that maybe we're not proud of. And did I have fun? Yes. Did I have, were there some great times and positive times in there? Yes. But am I proud of who I was at that time? No. Am I proud of all my choices at that time? No. Are there certain choices I did make that I am proud of? Yeah. During that time, I was like working out three hours a day. So, so, you know, there's certain things I was doing that were great. But, um, but anyway, so I went through that time and then Mary Kay is really what saved me because it's a Christian company. My mentor is a past is, is a pastor's wife. The woman who recruited me, she became, now she's like my second mom, one of my best friends. She's like a sister. Um, But I rededicated my life to Christ. And what I'm trying to get at is I had to think about praying. I had to think about reading my Bible. I had to think about being involved in my relationship with God. Like it was something that I actually had to think about and remember because I would forget because it wasn't an ingrained part of my life anymore. And really, it never had been completely. Even as a teenager, going to church was just something I did because my parents wanted me to. And it wasn't until I was about 27, 28 years old when I really made the decision for myself, okay, I'm rededicating my life to Christ and I'm doing it for real and I'm totally immersing myself in 
this spiritual journey and this is something that's going to be part of my life all day every day and so I had to think about and actually I still have reminders on my phone to pray I have reminders on my phone to pray every few hours to remind myself to pray but now it's so ingrained in me that I feel connected to God and Jesus all the time all the time it's not like oh I'm praying now I'm connected to him but once this five minute prayer is done now I'm no longer connected to him it's, I'm always connected to him at any time. I can, I feel like my thoughts are prayers all the time. It's just totally ingrained in me. And the same thing can happen with any healthy habit. The same thing can happen. You can get to a point where, and I'm to this point, where like when I first started my business, I just wanted to make a couple hundred dollars a month. And then I just wanted to make a thousand dollars a month. And I thought, oh my gosh, a thousand dollars a month is like a ton of money. And it just kept going up and up. And now it's like, if I make less than 5000 or 6000 I'm like, there's something wrong here. And of course, I'm happy and grateful for whatever I receive. And again, it's not about that. I mean, people are so black and white, like, oh my gosh, you want more. So you must be ungrateful and hateful and, you know, all these things. No, it's like, I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for what I'm going to receive. But your bare minimum is always going to increase. It should increase. I mean, I don't believe, and this is just me, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't believe that God wants us to stay stagnant. I don't believe that God wants us to stay small. I don't believe that God wants me to live in my parents' basement forever. Like, I don't believe that that's God's calling on my life. And so, really, it's about continuing to up your goals in a way that's not you know, that's not like upset, not like, oh my gosh, if I don't make five or six thousand dollars this month, I'm going to die. But it's like, if I do, if I make less than that, I'm probably going to be like, eh, I could have done better. You know, I'm happy about that. I'm grateful for that. But that's not that much to me anymore. Like that's, that's just such a bare minimum that it's like, I know I can do better. And even though I'm grateful for it, it's chump change. It's, it's, it's whatever, you know, I can definitely have more. So it's, it's not, it's not an ungrateful attitude. It's an attitude of, you know, eh, that's good, but, but that's, that's like bare minimum. So I hope that makes sense. I, it's definitely not an ungrateful thing at all. And I mean, whatever, I don't really care what you think. God knows my heart. God knows what I, what I mean. So, um, I don't even know where I'm at right now. I went off on like a really big tangent about money. So, um, yeah, so habits. So when you're implementing these habits, so like making a certain amount of money is a habit because you're doing a certain amount of work to make that money, right? And of course, I'm in direct sales and some of what I do is residual and some of it comes in when I'm not even doing anything. But if I were to completely stop working, stop following up with my customers, stop having an online presence, stop doing anything, completely shut down my social media, shut down my email, shut down my texting service that I use, you know, change my phone number so I don't have anyone's numbers, I can't contact anyone and, and go and like move to the Bahamas, I would run out of, I would run out of money. Like I, I would at some point I would run out of money, even if I had savings or whatever, unless I had like, I don't know, millions of dollars saved. Because the thing is, I need to work to maintain, I need, I need to keep working to make money and I need to keep working to maintain and then grow and overflow and all those things. But it's such a habit now that I don't think about it. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I have to work today. What am I going to do? I don't even know what to do with my day. Like, where do I go? Who do I talk to? It's like, I know exactly what to do because it's something that I've done consistently. And the same can be said 
for your spiritual practice. The same can be said for your physical health. The same can be said for anything where it's just so normal. Like, you know, people have a problem with me counting calories now. I don't think that's bad at all because I'm someone who had a binge eating problem. I was eating thousands and thousands of calories a day. No one needs that much. Like, no one needs to eat that much. It was not something I actually needed to do, okay? It was something that I just wanted to do. And again, it was a habit. It was a habit. So, you know, me counting calories now is not restricting myself. It's not restraining myself. It's not depriving myself. I'm not hating myself. I'm not doing it because I think I'm ugly. I know I'm not ugly. I know I'm sexy as, as F, okay? So I don't have a problem with that. That's not the point. The point is I was unhealthy. I have high cholesterol. I'm being tested for diabetes. Like, and these are things that I can change with what I eat. And a big part of it is I was eating things that had a lot of calories for no reason. Like for no reason, except that it just tasted good. Like eating Taco Bell and McDonald's and Little Caesars pizza every day that's not healthy. Like, it's just not. Like, I don't, I mean, if, if, if I'm wrong, please let me know. And I want to see statistics and facts and research on that. But like, if you're eating 5,000 calories a day, I don't think that is a recommendation for anyone, unless maybe you're like, you know, a 300 pound, like seven foot bodybuilder man or something. I don't know. But I'm a 5'8 woman who just like an average woman. So What I'm trying to say is you need to do what's best for you. And when people tell me that what I'm doing is wrong or they're worried or I'm not eating enough or whatever, they don't know my background. They don't know my story. They don't know what I've been through. They don't know what I've done in the past. When people say, oh, you need to treat yourself, they don't realize that I've been treating myself for the last several years. I've treated myself enough to last me for the rest of my life. I don't need to treat myself right now. I don't. I just don't. And um, did I have a donut yesterday? Yes. Did I have a hard cider yesterday? Yes. But did I have four donuts? No. Did I have four hard ciders? No. Which is something that I use, that I would have done, that I would have done a year ago or two years ago. So, you know, it's really just about, for me, when I count calories and I track things, it's the same reason why I track the money that I make. It's the same reason why I track the money that I spend. It's the same reason why I track I track everything in my life because my brain has a million thoughts in it all the time. There is no way that I will be able to fit all of these numbers and facts and figures in my brain. And I'm not a numbers person. So like I need to write it down. I need to keep track so that I remember. It's simply so that I remember. I don't remember if I had breakfast or not this morning. I don't remember what I ate. I don't remember if I had a thousand calorie breakfast or a hundred calorie breakfast. I don't know. But why wouldn't I keep track of that for myself? But here's what I'm getting at is at some point it's going to become such a habit that I won't need to do it anymore. At some point, it's going to become such a habit that I won't need to count calories anymore because I'll just know, I'll feel in my body, I'll know based on what I'm eating and how many times I've had that specific meal because I'm a creature of habit and I usually eat the same things every day anyway. But at some point, it's going to be so ingrained in me and I'm going to be so used to it that I'm not even going to have to do that anymore. I'm not going to have to use the my Fitness Pal app anymore because I'm just going to know. I'm going to know what feels right in my body. And if I want to have extra calories one day and less calories another day, sure, whatever. And if I change my mind tomorrow and decide, screw this, I don't want to do any of this anymore, sure, whatever. It's my body. It's my life. That's not going to happen because I'm very focused on my goals. But, you know, it's it's really about doing what's best for you, implementing 
all the healthy habits that you can, doing them consistently, because at some point you're going to do it so often and so consistently that you're going to do it without even thinking, just like you get up and brush your teeth, just like you get up and go pee. Those things are things that you're just used to doing, right? Whatever it is that you do in the morning. I don't know. So, you know, those are things that you're just used to doing. It's like, you know, sometimes I'll feel myself starting to get back into my Starbucks habit. So I used to, on my way to work, when I was, you know, between the ages of 22 to 25 or 26, when I worked for other people, and I was working all day every day and driving to work, I would go through the Starbucks drive through pretty much every day and spend five, six, seven dollars on a drink. And you know what that left me with? Um, a crap ton of credit card debt. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that if you stop drinking, I'm not like one of those, you know, budgeting money gurus that's like, oh, if you stop drinking lattes, you're going to be a millionaire. That's not my point. My point is that it became a habit. It became an unhealthy habit. Did I really need to get that Starbucks drink every single day? No. But here's the thing. Sometimes I can find myself getting back in that habit. Is a Starbucks drink once in a while fine? Is a Starbucks drink every day fine? Also, sure. But it depends on your goals and what you want. Would I rather spend that $25, $30 a week on something else? You know, that's like $100, that's like $200 a month. Would I rather spend $200 a month on Starbucks or would I rather spend it on shoes for my kid or on debt that I'm paying off or whatever? So really it's about your goals, what you want, and screw everybody else. And I'm kind of to, and I'm to this point too, and this is something I want to talk about too. Hold on, I need another sip of coffee for this one. I am to the point in my life, and I was telling my mom the other day, I could never be a therapist. I could never be a therapist. It's not even 9 a.m., y'all, and we are preaching in on a Sunday morning. Okay, so just be ready. I'm to the point in my life where I I could never be a therapist. I was telling my mom because my mom my mom was a therapist for 30 years. She just retired and she's enjoying her retirement and her puppy and her yoga and getting her nails done and all those fun things that you do when you're retired. Although she got bored already, so she's been selling all my stuff on Facebook Marketplace. But anyway, side side note. Um, so, yeah, she was a therapist for 30 years. And I told her, like, I could never be a therapist because I cannot, I have a, I have a really hard time having sympathy for people. I am not a very nurturing person. I, I am a very tough love person. And, um, that is how I show my love. It's, 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 when I'm tough on people, it's out of love. It's not because I hate them. It's not because I don't like them. It's very much the opposite. It's because, and there's a quote that I've heard before that I, I believe I read in a book, but it's a coach. I, I, I see myself as a coach, like for everybody, for my friends, for my family. I see myself as a coach. And the quote was, a coach loves you too much to leave you where you are. A coach loves you too much to leave you where you are. So, I love people too much to leave them where they are. I don't want to see them suffer. And I believe that we have so much power and control over our lives. I believe that, yes, God has power, but he He has the most power. I know he's the most all-powerful, but he has given us power. In the Bible, it says, Jesus told us before he died that we would do greater things than he ever did. So if you don't believe me, look it up. It's in the Bible. So... I just 
feel so strongly that people have so much potential and they waste it. And it really, like, I don't feel sorry for them. It actually makes me upset. Like, it makes me angry. It pisses me off because I just want to shake them and be like, you can change this. Stop acting like a victim. Stop acting like a child. Like, I'm sorry, I'm 33 years old and I'm about to be 34. There is literally no reason why I can't do anything I want to do. There is no reason. There is no reason. I have Google. We have other people we can talk. We have so many resources to learn about anything we want to learn about. We have the strength. We can find the strength. We can pull that strength up out of our bodies. And we can find the strength to do anything we want. I do not feel sorry for anyone. I do not feel sorry for anyone. And I refuse to be around people that want me to feel sorry for them. If you are in your 30s and you still feel like a victim of your life and you feel like you can't change your life, I do not feel sorry for you. We are old enough. We are adults. We are old enough to figure it out, to figure it out. And so there's some there's there's a few mottos that I've kind of implemented this year. So when this year started, I said, number one, I'm going to put my health first. My mental health, physical health, financial health, spiritual health, relational health is all going to come before anyone else. It's going to come before my son. It's going to come before other people. It's going to come before my work. It's going to come before everything. Okay. And that includes, like, my spiritual health includes God. Okay. So God is in there at number one. So, but that's the thing is I was like, I need to put this number one because otherwise I am not going to be able to take care of anything else well. It has not served me in the past. It has caused me to ruin relationships. It's caused me to ruin my business. And I don't want that to happen again. So number one is my health. The number two thing I said is I'm not taking opinions from anyone else this year. I am not asking for any opinions this year. Unless it's, you know, from a mentor that I trust about something that she's an expert in. But I am 33 years old. I know in my soul what I'm meant to do who I'm meant to be with, where I'm meant to go. God can speak to me directly. I don't need to talk to every Tom, Dick, and Harry about my life. I can figure this out. And the third thing was, I am the exception. And I think this is going to be an entire, this is going to be an, an entire thing. Like, I, I think I'm going to have to write posts and part of my book about this and do a whole different podcast episode on this because I think this is so powerful. I'm the exception and you are the exception. And you have to know in your bones and declare and decide that you are the exception. I am the 1%. I am the 1% that's going to stick to my goals. I am the 1% that's successful in this industry. I am the 1% who's going to do this. I know what the statistics say and I don't care. I know what the statistics say about single moms. I know what statistics say about special needs moms. I know what statistics say about all these things and I don't care. I'm not a statistic. I refuse to be a statistic and it is a choice. It is a choice. You guys, we have choices. And I know I'm yelling at you now, but I don't care. We have choices. And it pisses me off when people make the wrong choice. They decide to stay small. They decide to be a victim of their circumstance. And you do not have to do that. You get to decide. You get to decide. And I don't have to feel sorry for you because you're deciding to stay a victim. Do we have trauma? Yes. Are there things that people have done to us that were out of our control, yes. 
and I know my phone is glitching, so let me know if you guys can still see me and hear me in the comments. But, do, like, have, have things happened to me? Yes. And, and were all of them my fault? I, I don't believe so. But I have the power to change it. I have the power to heal. I have the power to go to therapy. I have the power to get on medication if I want to, which I've done. I have the power to work out every day, which is like medication. I have the power to change my diet, which also helps my mood. I have the power to change all these things about my situation and ultimately, not everything has been my fault, but ultimately I did create my situation. I chose to live in certain places. I chose to associate with certain people. I chose to do certain things and I can choose to change now. Okay. I can choose to change now and the same goes for you. The same goes for you. And then my final and fourth motto for this year is you are an adult, figure it out. You are an adult, figure it out. Like if I was a therapist and someone came to me and sat in front of me, I would be like, you're an adult, figure it out. Like that would be my thing. And they would like, I would just lose my license as a therapist. That's why I could never, I could never do anything like that because I just do not feel sorry for people. I love you. And that is why I don't feel sorry for you. I want to empower you. I don't want to pity you. I don't want to disempower you with pity. I saw a video a few years ago. I don't remember her name, but, and she has passed away since then, but it was, it was someone who, like, she had some kind of, and I don't want to use the wrong language, but she had some kind of a disability or some kind of disease, and she was, like, basically she lived in a hospital for the last several years of her life, and she was young. She was, like, in her 20s, and, but I saw her speak at something, there was a video, and she said, like, the worst thing that people can do is feel sorry for her. The worst thing people can do is feel sorry for her. And that's why when I tell people that my son has special needs, they're like, oh, oh my gosh, that must be so hard. I feel so bad for you. It's like, do you think that's helpful? Do you think that makes me feel good? No, it's like, well, you got this girl. You're a badass. You got this. Get it. Like, I want people who are going to speak life into me and encourage me and not tell me to stay down and not tell me to and not coddle me and not coddle me like and. My mom's going to hate that I'm saying this in public, but my parents, well, mostly my mom, not, not so much my dad. My dad is, is, um, my dad has always taught me to work really, really hard, be independent. And, um, you know, him and I are a lot alike in a lot of ways. But anyway, so my mom, I love her so much. Mom, I love you for listening to this, but she is a coddler and she is someone who will feel sorry for you. And she is someone who will, um, I mean, maybe she is, isn't like this with everybody, but I am her daughter. So I think that probably has something to do with it. But like she she wants to take care of me. And she wants to fix everything. And she wants to, you know, get involved in things. Even now, like she'll try to go behind my back and get involved in things and take care of things. And like we had a big fight a week ago. We had like she wasn't fighting with me. I was screaming at her. And I know that sounds really disrespectful, but I'm like, you have to stop. Like at some point you have to stop. Because I'm an adult and I need to figure this out on my own. And if you keep messing with things, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. I know she does it out of love and that's just her personality and she's very nurturing and that's what she does. But I'm just not like that. I'm more like my dad who's like, oh, you're hurt? Get up. Get up. Walk it out. Let's go. Let's keep going. I mean, my dad had surgery on Friday and then he went up north to work on his cabin on Saturday. <laughs> He's like, I'm feeling fine. I'm going to go work on some projects. I'm like, oh my gosh. See where I get it from. 
I mean, the day after my C-section, like, I had just been cut in half, and I was like, can I leave the hospital now? And they're like, no, you have to stay here for two more days. That was really boring. Okay, so I think I've officially popped off, but I love you guys so, so much, and I just... This whole thing was brought on, one one last quick story, this whole thing was brought on because I had a conversation, and I don't even think she's on Instagram, so she's not going to see this, and I'm not even saying this to, like, be mean or judgmental, but it's just, it was just such a good example, it was such a prime example of this that I have to use it, so I was having a conversation with a client or a potential client the other, the other day, and she... And she didn't buy anything, which was fine. Like, not everybody buys something. Most people do. Most people buy a lot from me because that's just the way it is. Um, but that wasn't the problem. The The thing was, like, the whole conversation, and I do these, I do my appointments virtually now on a video chat. She was just a very, she was such a negative person. Such a negative person. And it wasn't negative towards me. She didn't say anything mean towards me or anything. But it was like I could tell that she just hated her life. And the saddest part about it, the saddest part about it was that she is a pastor's kid. She's a pastor's kid. And I just feel like, and she's not a kid anymore. She's in her 20s. She might even be, is she 30 now? I don't know. She's she's an adult. But I just feel like if you are immersed in faith and hope and love and belief, you should be the first person to be positive. You should be the first person to be excited about life. And so it just makes me sad. It just really makes me sad. And um, so, you know, she's telling me how she's broke and blah, blah, blah. And she's married. She has a kid. Um, she has a, a little one. And her and her husband um, both work. Um but they don't like their jobs, and it sounded like they were minimum wage jobs, and she was just basically talking about how broke she was, and how much, how sad she was, and all these things, and she just had a really, a really downer attitude, like, you can just tell when someone is in that place, which I've been in that place, I was in that place years ago, and that's why I can speak on this, because I've been there, and it's just such a negative Nancy, like, Debbie Downer type of person to be around, so I talked to her about the business opportunity, and she was like, well, I can't afford the starter kit. The starter kit's $100, and you get, like, $600 in products and materials. It's the best deal there is. And I was like, okay, $100. I get it. $100 was a lot for me when I first started. That was, like, all the money I had in my bank account, so I totally get it. But we also have a $30 option now. So I'm like, 30 bucks. It's limited time. It's called an e-start. You, you, just, you, you just do it online. And super easy. You're not locked into future orders. You're not locked into anything. It's just $30 and we can get you start, started. You know, you can make money today. And I can teach you everything I know. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to have to talk to my husband. I'm not really sure if I can afford that either. And I'm not going to know how to do it. And what am I going to do? And blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, I am handing you a business that can make you Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for your family. I'm handing this to you for $30. I will teach you everything I know. I've been in the business for almost six years. I'm a top seller in the company. I do it full time while raising my son as a single mom. And you're telling me that it's not worth $30 to you to at least try it? And you can always get your money back if it doesn't work out? And you can always just quit? Like, I just, 
I have a really hard time feeling sorry for people like that because it's like I'm literally handing you the key. I'm handing you. I'm handing you something that can change your life and you'd rather go back to your minimum wage job that you hate than spend $30, which you're probably going to spend tomorrow at McDonald's or something. But you are choosing to not spend it on a business. And again, I can say this because I've been there. So this is not anything mean to her. This is... I hope she thinks about it. I, I really do. I hope that she thinks about it. Maybe years down the line and she's still in the same spot and she still can't spare $30 to change her life. You know, the 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 average cost, the average cost of a business in America to start a business is $30,000. $30,000. And I'm handing it to her for $30 that she can do alongside her job. She works part-time in retail. She works part-time in retail. She can do it alongside her job. She can do it from home. She can do it with her kid right there. She can do it in her car. She can do it wherever. And it's all online. So easy. So easy. And I would teach her everything. She wouldn't even have to think about it. I can hand her my scripts. I can hand her exactly what I say. Okay, send this to 20 people. So that it just makes me sad. It just makes me sad. And I just hope that, you know, if you're in that situation, I really hope you think about it. I hope you think about it. And if you're listening to me and you're like, you know, that is something that I could use, you know, and I didn't even mean for this to be a pitch about Mary Kay <laughs> at all. Trust me, I did not. But if you're listening to this and you need something like that, please contact me because I just, it's worth a try. I mean, what is it going to hurt to try? What is it going to hurt to try for $30? I mean, you're going to spend it on something. Might as well spend it to change your life. Don't go to Starbucks for the next week. Don't go to Starbucks for the next week. Start a business instead and just see what happens. And if you don't like it, it was $30. So I love you guys so much. I hope that, you know, whatever it is that you're desiring, I just I just hope and pray that you decide to have the balls to go for it and you stop feeling sorry for yourself because life is too short. Life is too short. You're an adult. Figure it out. There is Google there is social media, there are mentors, there are coaches, there are programs, there are businesses like this. And I've even had people join this business just to get my training so they can use it for another business. For $30, you get all of my training, hours and hours and hours of training. You get me personally having conversations with you every day, whenever you want. I mean, you can join, take take all the training, take all the information, and then Use it for your own business, for your own life. And even just the personal growth aspect of it, even just just improving your spiritual life, improving your health. I mean, there are so many things. I would not be I would not be with my boyfriend right now if it weren't with Mary Kay. I would not I definitely wouldn't have the money that I have now or would have been able to pay off the debt that I had that I had. Um, I wouldn't be doing most of the things that I'm doing now. I wouldn't have the confidence to do it. And I wouldn't have been the person that I needed to be. The person, I, need, I mean, my boyfriend and I have talked about this. Like, if we had met five, ten years ago, we wouldn't have been together. We wouldn't have liked each other. So, and, and you know, and I'm hoping that this is something that lasts for the rest of my life. And so, can you imagine, like, if I hadn't made that choice to be part of this company, then I would miss out on my potential future husband. Because he's a very strong Christian man, very strong Christian man who who wants a strong Christian woman. And that was just not who I was. 
And so I thank God every day for this business, even just for the relationships that it's brought me. So anyway, make sure I'm not flashing you guys. Whoops. Um, so yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm going to save this to my IGTV as well. And you can listen to it on the podcast anytime. I love you guys. And I'm praying for you. Make the right decisions for you. Don't listen to anybody else. You know what's right. You know what's right for you. Nicole, you need to go back and watch. I was just about to end it, but you need to hear this. I promise you. Go back and watch this, please. Okay. I love you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday. Mwah.